Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. We're momming today with Jennifer Silva, a Wounded Warrior Project Chief Program Officer, um, mom of three this Veterans Week. And uh, Jen, thanks for coming on with us. Well, thanks for having me. Really excited to be here. You know, I was doing some homework before we spoke, and it's, it's just fascinating how few women are serving in the armed forces now and in the military, but how much the numbers have grown in recent years. Yes, it's very exciting. They're actually the largest growing cohort in active duty military and the veteran community. Um, So it's an exciting time to be a woman in the military, in my opinion. So um, all positives ahead. It's got to be challenging, though, also. I mean, you have to bear the, the burden of so many things that men don't have to do, right? I mean, think about having kids and then being away from the kids and all of that. It can be very challenging uh, for being a parent in the military. It can be um, a challenge. Many people don't realize they have to set up um, care plans for their children if they deploy or go to the field. It doesn't have to be a long year deployment. It could just be a month worth of training. They sometimes have to uproot their family or bring in um, you know, grandparents or other caregivers to help care for their family. So it's quite a burden to, um, to be a parent in the military in especially dual military, which many of the women are meaning that um, both spouses are serving. So yes, it can be a challenge. I think being in the military, being a woman in the military is uh, a privilege and also one of the greatest opportunities for personal growth, as well as obviously serving your country though. How is it for you? Um, I, you know, setting up, did you have to set up a care, a care plan for your kids as your husband or did your husband serve in, in the military? Yeah, we both served in the military. I was actually not a parent in the military. I was, uh, pregnant in the military, but I, even harder, um, even harder yeah. right? Yeah. So that was, that was different. Um, but it was great. And so when I was in the military, it was a really positive experience for me. Um, I was a cadet at West Point challenged really, um, I was playing volleyball, handling a very big academic load. So that cadet experience was very challenging, but really helped me grow as a person. And then as an army officer, um, definitely challenged a lot, went straight into leading a platoon and, you know, leading people who were sometimes double my age. And just because I had a certain rank, uh, you know, they had to listen to me. So what I actually did was listen a lot to them and learn from them. Uh, but I consider it the privilege of my life to be able to serve our country in some way. Um, and that's what I did while in the army. Jennifer, you led men double your age is what you're saying, right? Uh, sure. Yes. I mean, that. what were the changes you noticed? I believe that was in the 90s between then and now with how they treated you. Actually, um, I had a really positive experience. I really felt I felt valued. I felt respected and listened to in my tenure in the army. Um, I 
especially from uh, leaders. And so I, I can't say I really felt like a it was a challenge being a woman. I mean, there were certain, you know, logistical things to figure out every now and then, but I, I really felt uh, valued. I was in a part of the military that was um, co-ed, if, if you want to call it that. And so um, there were, you know, um, it wasn't 50-50, but there definitely were women serving right alongside me. So I, I have to say, though, the men in both that I led and that led me, they were um, really positive overall. That's good. Good to hear. Um, so what do you do right now for, for the uh, Wounded Warriors Project as the chief program officer? What exactly does that mean? Sure. So I, I have the privilege of leading our program team at Wounded Warrior Project. So that's um, the team that delivers our free uh, programs to warriors and family members. So Wounded Warrior Project's mission is to honor and empower wounded warriors. And we have the goal of making this generation the most successful generation of veterans in our nation's history. And so we do that by serving veterans and their families in areas like financial wellness, mental wellness, physical wellness. We keep them connected with each other, with their community and with Wounded Warrior Project. Um, as well. And so we really, we've been around since 2003, um, but all of the programs that we provide are free to warriors. Uh, we feel that they paid their dues on the battlefield. And so um, we're, I'm, I've been there for 13 years and it's been a great ride to really be able to serve in another way post uh, military service. Can you share some stories or, or even your own story with a, how, how serving our country, how being in the military makes you a, a better mom, better equips you for motherhood, or the challenges that that it brings. I mean, I'm imagining if if a woman is is you know deployed and then they return home and, and you know they have to also care to their children and their own traumas from that experience. Are there short stories that you could share with us? Sure. Um, well, I'll touch on the first thing you asked, which was, you know, the strengths that women bring into perhaps a different part of their life, whether it's being a, a mom or being a working mom or a, an employee of a civilian organization. I, I think some of the skills that women veterans bring to all of those scenarios are, you know, resilience, because you do have to navigate many challenges while you're serving in the military, whether you're male or female, um, you know, whether it, it's just a, it's a very positive skill set to bring in. They know how to work through adverse conditions, whether that's being out in the field and it's raining, snowing, whatever the case may be, you can bring that, those skills that you kind of grew in service. You can bring it to whatever challenge lies ahead as an employer, as a mom. I know my, my kids would probably say, um, Part of what I brought to them as a mom was a, I let them fail early and often um, because I think you, you learn the most about yourself in moments of failure. And so I wouldn't, you know, kind of smooth the ground in front of them. I would make them work through challenges. And, um, and I think they would, that was probably painful for them sometimes, but I think that's something that is really important. I don't know if that's a veteran trait, but I certainly learned that when I was in the military um, to, especially at West Point, to fail early and often and learn from it and to work together. That's another thing that I think 
women veterans bring to the workplace. They are collaborators at heart. You can't be in the military and be solo. You have to work with others. And so I, I don't know a workplace where that isn't an impactful skill. Um, and, and you can pass that along to your children. I have three kids and two of them are currently serving in the military right now. So the more women that serve, actually, I think it also, we produce future leaders in the military as well. So I think that's a, it's a positive thing as well for our country. We're going to have more when we're momming today. Return to it after this. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And we're back with Jennifer Silva talking about how moms make good soldiers. <laughs> Basically, right? I mean... It, it might be a, I mean, uh, you, your husband, and, and two of your three children um, have are serving or have served our country. Uh, that's pretty unbelievable. Yeah, it's um, we consider it. I think we're um, my kids are fourth generation uh, military, and I think the familiarity of it um, is a is a big kind of precursor or recruiting tool. But um, but we. I believe that the traits that my kids are learning right now in the military are really going to help them no matter their path, whether they stay in the military or they get out after their commitments. I think they are going to bring the same skills that I believe my husband and I brought to, to our next phase of life. Um, they'll bring those as well. So all positive. And, and I think soldiers make good moms and moms make good soldiers. So um, I believe both of those things um, occur. What do you say to parents who might be really nervous to have their children deployed? Uh, Definitely. I definitely think, by the way, it was easier uh, being in the military than being the mom of someone in the military. Um, It's totally different and harder. So I would just say, you know, our our nation needs really great, um, um, capable leaders and in service members in our military for our country. And I think it's hard, but um, if, if your child has gone into that decision to serve our country of their own um, fruition. So if they, if they came to that decision themselves, then that's what they want to do. And, and we should support them with that. And it's hard, um, but there's big support groups available and other people um, to help you through that. But if it's their decision, I think it's, it's one of the, most brave and important decisions of their lives. You talk to other women thinking of enlisting or who have um, enlisted, deployed, what are their struggles, particularly if they want to start a family or have a family? So I do talk to many women in my current role at Wounded Warrior Project and some of the challenges that um, are common uh, around the, some of the women that we serve is just they have that transition can be difficult. Um, high rates of isolation. If you can imagine only 1% of our country serves in uniform, 1% and, and even fewer or a lower number of that are women. So when they go 
when they transition from the military, there are often people right next to them that really have no idea about their experience. And so it can be isolating. So they've told us that um, they need more opportunities to have peer mentorship relationships about with women who have trans- made that transition. So I worry about isolation sometimes. Also, um, just that trans- oftentimes they prioritize their family's care and not their own care. So with that transition, sometimes comes challenges related to mental health. Maybe they had some traumatic events while in the military and we often get women who have worked really hard to get care for their family and they've deprioritized their own care. And so we work with them to make sure that they are also taking care of themselves so they can really thrive after service. Um, That's what I would say some of the two challenges are. How does it work um, in terms of, um, um, I don't know how to word this, like special privileges that women would get because they're, maybe postpartum or they're pregnant? What, what, what rights do women have, in other words? Well, they, um, there's been a lot of positive changes in that area it, while active duty. Um, they're getting more, um, I guess, more aware of the unique needs of soldiers or from service members who are women who have postpartum needs. I can't speak specifically to that, um, but I can talk about um, how sometimes the, the care within the VA and VHA, um, they've worked really hard to have more women-specific programming, but usually that's done in the community, which is fine. Um, but sometimes they, it's getting better in the VA, but they've, they've told us over time, sometimes it's not as welcoming an environment as it could be. And so um, we've worked to advocate through the, for that um, through our Women Warriors Initiative to make sure that all the unique needs of warriors are being, of women warriors are being met by the VA um, as they have transitioned from, uh, from service. And you know what I also think doesn't get enough credit? The wives of men who are serving, have served, are wounded and recovering because that burden, wow, that, that falls on their, their, the women in their life. It really does. I I've met so many of them and they're just these beacons of strength. It's, it's, it's absolutely amazing to me. Yes, I agree with you. Uh, we, we have a program called the independence program that that serves warriors who are most severely wounded. So these warriors have traumatic brain injury and other neurological conditions. The vast majority of those caregivers are women, sometimes their spouse, sometimes their mother and and fathers. Um, But those caregivers, they're resilient. They, they have never met a better advocate for somebody um, than these caregivers, but it it's stressful. Um, they often deprioritize themselves. And so we work with them really significantly to make sure that they have respite care. They have um, people to help clean their houses, you know, get the meal plans, you know, whatever it takes, especially during this time of ups and downs in terms of um, lockdowns and stuff like that. They've been they've really had an increased burden, but those caregivers, they are a strong and mighty group. And I agree with you. They are just amazing examples of strength and resilience. If you can get anything you wanted right now to improve the quality of life for, for our armed forces or for anyone who serves in the military from the female point of view, what would it be? Hmm. I would say um, recognition that women are veterans is a really good start. Um, and I think that's gotten a lot better. 
um, in recognition of the strengths and resilience that they bring to the next phase of their life. If, if people could learn more about that, I think that would be fantastic, whether they're employers or just maybe, you know, women who work beside them um, in, in knowing that they bring so many amazing traits that they learned in the military, I think makes them really gems for our country in their communities to help their communities really thrive. And on Veterans Day, how do we better recognize our female veterans? I'm a big proponent of just recognizing them alongside their male counterparts. So, um, you know, just having them visible and recognized with their male counterparts, not, not necessarily totally different, just, just alongside. Cause I think that's what the majority of women veterans would want is just to be recognized alongside. Well, Jennifer, we recognize you. We thank you. I thank you for talking with me. And I mean, congratulations on everything that you've done and you're, I believe three children, 24, 23 and 20, and two of them are, are serving right now. Unbelievable. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I, um, I appreciate it. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Domenech Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.